Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We're tired and we're ready to get through with this because we've still got a lot of stuff going on in our lives. So let's just skip the small talk and go straight to... Oh, I was going to say, I can actually tell them why I disappeared for a bit and everything, right? Oh, yeah. Before I I couldn't say anything. (laughs) I couldn't remember if we mentioned it last time or not, but... Yeah. No, yeah, but it but we recorded so many episodes that last time that it's been like two months. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I have moved to Maine. That's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. yay! I'm currently in Maine, <laughs> not at our new house, but an in between. Like I'm at the in-laws, and I don't have great internet connection. So I, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm in a tin can, but I am in the land of Stephen King, so all is well. That's it. Oh, yeah. And I also have COVID, so. Woo! Or I just got over there. Have fun. Keep it up. Keep it it over there. (laughs) Yeah. I don't need it. I already ear infection right now. Yeah. Because I switched allergy pills and I immediately regretted it. Yeah. Anyway. Surtech for the win. Yeah. Basically. But I think that's what my doctor recommended i couldn't remember because it was like a month or two ago and i was like i think it's allegra that he recommended that i get so i got some allegra and then i was like this is not doing anything i was and yeah, then i just I got sick i have not been enjoying it but i had taken zyrtec for literally like years and i was like i don't know if this is doing anything anymore so my doctor was like try switching to allegra and i'm like okay and i'm like this shit sucks too um, so I'm just kicking it with Allegra for a few months until I can maybe go back to Zertek. <laughs> yeah. Boring information. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, the other fun thing about, um, moving to Maine, like I've talked, I talked about this on the Stephen King episode and just, you know, how I the thing, the alternate ending. Um, is based off of the jingle for us for these twin towns in Maine called Lewis and Auburn. So yeah, we ended up moving near that, those towns, and I think it's hilarious <laughs> that all these years I've been singing this fucking song, <laughs> and I'm moving near the town too. Yeah, and you're also only a few hours from Salem, so we're gonna have to do like a remote um, episode there or something. Yeah. We're gonna have to no, a special Salem. We're going to do like a special Halloween Halloween episode or something. Celebrate Hocus Pocus 2. Yes. Oh, Oh God. They'll they'll probably get a ton of people this year. Yeah, probably. Anyway, 
So yeah. that's what's been going on. I'm marking the new job, like I said before. I think I mentioned that. And working all the time. I can't remember anything anymore. Like my whole life is just work. <laughs> work and misery. Work and misery. Um. So that's what's been going on with us. She moved far, far away. And this is the furthest we've ever lived from each other. And it's it's rough. Yeah, it's a lot. But we still got a podcast together. Yep, and so you have to suffer through this with us. <laughs> Yay! Alright. This episode is about a, a serial killer named Thor. Which I have... The weirdest thing to me, because I came across this on some... I, I was just looking for stuff to do an episode about I came across a serial killer named Thor and I was like how in the world have I never heard of this dude since his name is freaking Thor like what yeah. in the hell not so love and thunder no no he's comes not out next week Woo. I know I am looking forward to that because Natalie Portman yep. anyway which also reminded me that I had a weird sexy dream about Hayden Christensen. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole other story for another day that I'll probably forget about entirely. But still. <laughs> Alright, let's get going. Thor Nice, or I, I think it's Nice, N-I-S, Christensen, was born in Denmark and immigrated to the U.S. with his parents when he was five. The family initially settled in Inglewood, California, and then moved to Solvang, where his father, niece, ran a restaurant. Christensen was a good student until his junior year of high school when he began neglecting his schoolwork. He moved out of his parents' house, dropped out of school, and began working at a gas station as a gas station attendant. During this time, Christensen gained a great deal of weight at one point weighing 275. It really You're isn't done. all that big, but all right. Yeah, it is big, but it's not, yeah. Yeah. I guess depending uh, on his height. <laughs> yeah, and what he started out with. Uh, so Christensen became obsessed with fantasies of shooting women and having sex with their corpses. Well, this escalated quickly. He yes. stole a twenty-two caliber pistol from a friend and committed his first three murders. He then moved to Oregon, lost weight, and moved back to Santa Barbara County to complete his high school diploma at a junior college. Christensen moved into an apartment in Doletta with a woman in her 20s. They had met while she was hitchhiking. Christensen committed another murder during this period. Secondary sources indicate Christensen's modus operandi was to meet his victims while they were hitchhiking and shoot them in the head with a twenty two caliber pistol and sexually assault them post-mortem. Wow, all right, that was a lot. That was a lot so fast. It was just like, he was a kid, and then he killed people. Um, yeah, all because this, there's not a lot of information about this dude out there, honestly. Yeah. Although several young women had disappeared from Isla Vista, California in late 1976, Christensen's first confirmed victim was Patricia Marie Laney, who disappeared January 18, 1977. The next day, her body was found on an isolated road in Refugio Canyon in the Santa Inez Mountains, northwest of Isla Vista, near Rancho de Silo. Chilo, um, Chilo. Uh, Jacqueline Ann Rook's body was found the day after that near Laney's. Wow, you just like back to back. 
Marianne Saris's body was found on May 22, 1977, near Los Alamos. Laura Sue Benjamin's body was found in a culvert near Angeles Forest Highway and Big Tahunga Road in the San Gabriel Mountains, north of Los Angeles. She was reported to have been a prostitute. Christensen shot his fifth intended victim, Lydia Preston, in the head inside his vehicle on April 18, 1979. She escaped with severe injuries. Wow. All right. Preston met Christensen again on July 11, 1979 in the bottom line bar in Hollywood and reported him to police who promptly arrested him because of Christensen's address in Galetta and the similarity of Preston's ordeal to evidence police had collected in the Rook, Saris, and Laney cases. Christensen became a suspect in the Isla Vista murders. After his arrest, Santa Barbara County law enforcement realized they had investigated him as a suspect among approximately 100 others in 1977. They noted his possession of a 22 caliber pistol during an earlier arrest for being a minor in possession of alcohol. Christensen was wow. first tried in early, early 1980 in Santa Monica for the murder of Benjamin. I'm really struggling today. I'm like reading. What's that? He initially, in, he initially pleaded insanity, but withdrew the plea. In June 1980, he pleaded guilty to the Isla Vista murders and was sentenced to life in prison. On March 30th, 1981, Christensen died after being stabbed in the exercise yard at Folsom State Prison. Can't say I'm going to cry about it. His killer, that was that was not part of what was written, but that, that's how I feel. <laughs> anyway, his killer was not identified. According to his defense attorney, James Westwick, psychiatrists had warned that Christensen would be a danger, would be in danger in prison due to the sexual nature of his murders and his youthful blonde appearance. So oh, man, he was, I have to look up what he looks like. Oh, <laughs> uh, pretty blonde dude. Aftermath. Oh, Patricia Laney. Patricia Laney has become a prominent symbol for groups that advocate against violence to women in the Santa Barbara, Galetta, Isla Vista area. She's been a community volunteer with organizations that advocate against violence to women. The Isla Vista Juggling Festival has been held annually in her memory since 77 and is still active as of 2019. And I wanted to reiterate the victims because I hate focusing too much on the murderer. So I wanted to bring up that Jacqueline Ann Rook died in November 20th, 1976. She was 21. Uh, Marianne Saris, December 6th, 1976, age 19. Patricia Marie Laney, January 18th, 1977, age 21. Laura Sue Benjamin, May 26th, 1979, age 22. And so those are the ones that, that we at least know are tied to him. Yeah. So. Um, Christensen would get his victims in the car. I just realized you were supposed to read that part. But yeah. whatever. Done now. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no. Um, I, just kept, I just kept running my mouth and didn't realize that that was your part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. He'd get his victims in the car. Secondary sources indicate that the victims were presumed to be hitchhiking. He would shoot them in the head and then rape them. The fifth intended victim, Lydia Preston, was shot in the head but ran away severely injured. Brooke, Saris, and Laney all disappeared without any communication 
from the killer. All were reported missing. Lainey's body was found two days after her disappearance. Um, Rook's body was found the next day ne- near Laney's, and Sarah's body was found May 22nd, 1977, near Los Alamos. Benjamin's body was found in a culvert near Angeles Highway, which I think all this was kind of already said. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of reiterated the same stuff. But uh, this dude just apparently felt like he could do whatever he wanted to to women. Yeah. I just I really I mean, that. So, so, like, I don't know. Obviously, there's not a lot of information about this guy, um, especially if you've never heard of him. Um, just, I wondered just how did that fantasy start? It says he became obsessed with fantasies of shooting women and having sex with their corpses. Where did that fantasy come from? Like, mm. I, how does one go from attending high school gas station attendant and then this is this very specific fantasy i guess it happens it does happen yeah um, just wild. and it just makes you wonder since a lot of these were back to pack and we but we know he started in 76 and there were other missing women yeah it makes you wonder but i don't think he chose the spot where he dumped the bodies i think he just drove the way it sounds to me is he just drove to the middle of nowhere and shoved the body out of the yeah. vehicle. The the way it sounds to me, at least, I don't know that specifically, but that's what I would gather from it. And that he just kind of drove to the middle of nowhere and shoved the body out. So that yeah. makes you wonder, like, how many bodies were not found, you know? Yeah. So... That, so he's a pretty, I mean, as far as numbers, obviously he's not the the biggest serial killer, but that's still so odd that he killed that many and I'd never heard of them before. Yeah, and especially for them to be like, two or three of them were like all back to back to back, like one a month for a while. There's got to be more. Yeah. And I, and I just think it's odd that there's not that much information out there about this dude. Like, um, yeah. there probably is a little bit more if I would have dig, you know, done some more I digging. I guess if he was just stupid and was only around for a couple of years, maybe that's why we haven't heard about him. Because, I yeah. mean, really, if he started around 76 and was dead in jail by 1981 or whatever, then, yeah, yeah. he didn't have a lot of time to get going, I guess. I feel like also, I guess if you look at all of the serial killers that were active during that time frame, like the 60s, 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. like that was the peak time for serial killers. So I guess he just was kind of a blip on the radar yeah. of what was a mass of that stuff. And this was all in the time when people were still hitchhiking um people still thought it was safe to let their kids just run around unchecked through the neighborhoods and stuff (laughs) like that whole time period of life was really a learning experience wasn't it (laughs) i mean that sounds terrible but it's true like that it's the first time i ever be that way but yeah yeah i mean even when i was little you know 
we were kind of trusted to just do whatever. We went and rode yeah. our bikes. And well, yeah, and then once I came along, like, I got off the bus by myself when I was, like, six and just went home. Like, nobody was there, or you were there, or, or you, sometimes you were working and you weren't. You know, just go home, like, just expected to have a key, and which I didn't always remember, actually. I got locked out quite a few times. Um, and then I even some other kids would, like, get off the bus with me. And I'd just wander the neighborhoods until everybody got off work or I'd go hang out with a neighbor old man. Like, he could have been bad. Like, we don't know. There's plenty of skeezy people in that neighborhood. Not Mr. Don, then no. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm just saying, like, you know, did our family really know him that well? Um, Not really. Yeah. He... him as an example, he was just a nice little old man. But I, I'm just saying, like, there's plenty of people in that neighborhood that were probably not great. I and actually feel guilt. fireworks in the I background. Yeah, I actually feel guilt because I actually did him dirty because I, when I was dating Daniel, I actually used his phone long distance to call Daniel a few <laughs> times. Dang. And I didn't yeah. tell him either. He would let me watch Nickelodeon at his house. Yeah. I would come over every day and he would give me an ice cream sandwich and I would watch Legends of the Hidden Temple and it was the best. Yeah. He really was a nice man. Yeah. Anyway. Whew. But this yeah, door I, sucks. Mr. John is awesome. The end. <laughs> yeah. Go watch Thor Love and Thunder and make yourself feel better about better Thors. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm going to do. And also, I just finished Stranger Things, so that's my recommends for this week. Do you have any? Uh, Umbrella Academy Season 3 is out also. So watch the other two if you haven't. And then watch this. I also want to go see the Elvis movie, but I haven't yet, so I cannot recommend that. I recommend yeah. you watch it and let me know how it was. <laughs> Yeah, somebody let do the same. No, uh, I actually asked Diane. I was like, "Was it good?" And she said, "Yeah." But um, I I want to see it. I just don't haven't had time to like leave yeah. the house. Yeah. <laughs> I still got to remember to cancel my cin- the Cinemark membership because there's not any in Maine. <laughs> I'm really sad yeah. about it. I love I loved our Cinemark. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's what wraps us up this episode. Yay. We'll have another one for you next week. Yeah, five minutes for us in like a week and two weeks for you later. Later. <laughs>